Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's another Monday. You recognize that music, which means you know what this is. It's Scentsy Brewcast, the voice of Scentsy Craft, and I'm, of course, the Gnarly Gnome, your guide through craft beer happiness, craft beer uh, confusion, craft beer tonight, maybe loneliness, because I'm... This is a very special edition. I'm holed up in the basement by myself. And if you are a regular listener of the show, you know that sometimes that means the show goes really fast and we run out of things to talk about because I talk very quickly and don't go down all of those fun uh, rabbit holes that uh, lead us into other discussions. So who knows what the show has in store? I have some some notes written out of some things that I want to talk about. A couple beers sitting in front of me that I want to drink. And uh, some sound clips that I want to play for you guys. I this show has gone through like four different topics that it was supposed to be about. Um, I had some people kind of leave me hanging that were uh, supposed to do it with me, but we won't call them out. Some other people that tried last minute to get something together with, and that didn't work out. So it's been a, a crazy week. In addition to being Thanksgiving week, which if any of you guys have the family structures that we do, you know, that that's craziness. We're not even done with our Thanksgivings yet. When I'm recording this, I still have to get up tomorrow morning and throw a Turkey on the smoker. So we have a whole nother meal tomorrow and hopefully we'll drink a whole bunch of beer with that. But, uh, speaking of beer, you know how this show works. Uh, we need to dig in from the beer fridge. Okay. Your segment. Um, I'm, uh, I guess I can just tell you what we're talking about. We're talking about Sam Adams first. So, I'm thinking to myself before I started the show, I think, you know what, I have to have some kind of Sam Adams in my fridge because, um, after all, this is Cincinnati, this is the United States, this is craft beer, everybody's got Sam Adams laying around somewhere, and sure as shit, I did. I have um, Oktoberfest, Sam Adams Oktoberfest was, had to have been the first Oktoberfest that I think I ever had, a style that has now become probably my favorite, well, yeah, definitely one of my favorite styles. Um, so since this was the first ish of them that I ever tried, it's going to be fun to kind of really dig in and revisit it a little more, I guess, uh, objectively instead of just pounding them down. Um, so the reason we're talking about Sam Adams, the reason we're drinking Sam Adams is because the tap room opened up about a week ago here in Cincinnati. If you live in Cincinnati, I'm sure you've heard that news. Um, if you don't live in Cincinnati and listen to Cincy Brewcast, i Thanks, but I don't really know why. We talk about a lot of local stuff. Um, so from what I can tell, I'm in my office, which is in the corner of my basement with lots of artificial lighting that is not the same color temperature as daylight. So um, take my color notes at what they are. But obviously it's a coppery color, and it's coming off kind of with a little bit of like a reddish tinge to it also but again i'm sitting in weird light um so it looks like an oktoberfest exactly what you think an oktoberfest is going to look like definitely has that nice uh bready caramely uh sweetness to it i'm not getting a lot of uh hoppy notes to it there might be a uh touch of uh fruitiness going on but not not a lot um maybe like a uh, almost like a touch of cherry maybe that I'm getting, which um, I've never noticed before. But again, I've never really, really, really focused myself on this beer um, the way that I am right now. So maybe I just missed it before. 
yeah the taste um the taste is pretty sweet there's definitely some hops hiding back in there but it's almost like a uh an earthy hoppiness it doesn't it doesn't play into the sweetness of the malt as much as i would like it's still a fantastic beer but uh it's definitely not my my favorite Oktoberfest anymore, especially with how many there are rolling out here in Cincinnati. We've got so much to choose from. I think the beer still deserves a lot of respect for what it is. It's been around forever. It was it was definitely the uh, the first Oktoberfest for a lot of people. It's still probably one of what people know as Oktoberfest when you talk to somebody who may not be as into this whole thing as, as we are, but, um, it's a good beer. It's like I said, not going to be my go-to for an Oktoberfest or a fest beer or a Marzen, you know, wherever you want to go with that. But I'm not going to complain about it. If somebody puts one in front of me, it's uh, still nice and drinkable, 5.3% ABV, I believe. Um, so you can put a few down or drink a giant uh, liter of it if that's how you want to roll Oktoberfest style. Um, <clears throat> they've got Munich and caramel malts. And then the part that I found interesting is that they have, obviously they have their proprietary two-row malt, which goes in there, which doesn't um, shock me too much. But they do have a proprietary Oktoberfest malt too, which um, I'm really curious to know a little bit more about that, but I imagine they probably won't release a lot of information about what that malt really is, but, and then just some, some traditional German hops, uh, Hallertau, Detning, that kind of thing. So it's, it's an Oktoberfest, I guess that's the best way to put it, but, um, it's enjoyable. And uh, I think this is the last one in our house for the year. So I'm going to definitely enjoy this one. Uh, although I imagine it will go down pretty quickly because of the style, but um, it leads into the conversation about uh, the tap room, which, like I said, opened a week ago. Uh, the Sam Adams has had a brewery here in Cincinnati for a really long time, uh, 20-something years. And they came into this um, after contract brewing for um, their entire existence up until that point. They had been contract brewing at Hudipole Shaneling, which is the building that they now own as the Sam Adams Brewery on Central Parkway that everybody's familiar with, the big giant brewery. They came into that and bought the building, not necessarily because it's the best brewery you've ever seen. It's uh, it, it's a little crowded in there, um, definitely more so now than it was then, but it's... It, the land that it's built on is not ideal for building a brewery on. It's just, it's not, it's not the best place you can buy, but they have a dedication to Cincinnati because of Jim Cook's history here. And that's, that's kind of where I want to go with this whole conversation. So before I get too far into it though, um, at the, uh, the, I guess the media night for the grand opening, uh, Jim gave a speech as he was kind of, kicking the night off and uh, wanted to play that for you so you could kind of hear from his words what it's all about and uh, I'll give you my comments after it. So here you go. This is Jim Cook welcoming everybody to the Sam Adams Tap Room in OTR. I'm going to welcome everybody here uh, to the opening of uh, the Sam Adams Tap Room here right across the street from our brewery and 
He puts it best. Um, I will have to correct Jim on one thing, um, and I'm sure somebody will correct me a little bit more. As much as it's very hard to define gamutlakite, it doesn't just mean beer. It means beer and food, and Sam Adams... Um, is operating a tap room in OTR. They, it is not a brew pub. I've heard a couple people kind of confused about it for some reason or another. But um, no, it's definitely just a tap room. They're going to on, um, uh, I, I think, consistently have uh, big giant pretzels and like beer cheese that you can get there. Um, it's like snack kind of food, but it is not a brew pub. 
And I think food and beer together are a very important part of Kamutlakai. So um, that's that's my one correction, my one little thing that he had wrong. But uh, <clears throat> what I took away and what I, I hope you kind of get out of this is that, you know, Sam Adams, this tap room is very much here because this is Cincinnati and Sam Adams as a company is here because it's Cincinnati, because he has that tie to the area. And, you know, why, why else would you open up one of the very few tap rooms that Sam Adams operates out of their breweries across the country here? If you don't believe in this community, if you don't believe in this beer scene and I'm 100% sold after, uh, getting that opportunity to kind of listen to him. And I did get an opportunity a little bit later to um, kind of corner him and ask him a few questions and I'll play some audio from that too. But um, it's, you know, I believe in Sam Adams, especially after um, having this opportunity to, to talk to him and to, to see what they're doing. This, uh, this new brew house is not a new brew house or not. A, sorry, not it is new. It's very new. It's very shiny. It's very nice. It's just not a very big brew house. This is not designed to be some big money making brew pub that draws in a bunch of tourists and um, packs this place with a bunch of revenue generating income for a company the size of Sam Adams. It's if anything you know, if you want to break away from the idea of just them wanting to be in this community, it's a place that is designed to help connect us as Cincinnati craft beer drinkers with Sam Adams as a brand, which I think is something that uh, they've desperately needed for a very long time. So um, like I said, it's a really cool place. You definitely have to get down there. It's um, in OTR kind of smack dab in between Finley Market and the uh, Sam Adams Brewery that hopefully you have driven past a hundred times and noticed, um, which is another point to to mention is that you know when you see Sam Adams there's a there's a big Sam Adams Brewery in Pennsylvania, and when you drive past it it doesn't have the presence that ours does it doesn't have the signage on it, it doesn't have the murals on it it doesn't none of that exists because they don't have that tie to the community that they do with Cincinnati so. It's just something to to notice and to pay attention to and to respect a little bit. Um, you should respect Sam Adams, I guess, is the point of all of this. So that night on tap, they had um, a f- full tap lineup of stuff, but it was all stuff that had still been made across the street at the big Sam Adams brewery. Um, so not necessarily like your, your core offerings, although, you know, Boston Lager was there, that kind of thing. But um, they... Uh, are going to be doing a lot of uh, mostly what you'll see on tap. There will be small batch stuff. Um, they hired Chris Sigman from uh, 50 West and before that at Mount Carmel to come in and run the tap room. And he has more free reign than I think um, most other brewers in Cincinnati have over their, their brew house to just do what he wants. And that's going to be really exciting to see not only what that means for the beer there, but for how that translates over back into Sam Adams for bigger batch stuff that does happen down the line. But, um, I did get the chance a little bit later to, like I mentioned earlier to corner Jim cook and kind of ask him a few questions. And I pulled a couple audio clips from that. The audio wasn't nearly as good as it was for, um, the other clip, but, um, the, the one that I, the first one here that I pulled was him just kind of talking about his history with his dad. I wanted to kind of dig in and like really get a better picture of who 
he is with his family and everything. And um, he was talking about one of the uh, kind of the big moments for him with his dad um, and with Sam Adams that, of course, happened right here in Cincinnati in the brewery here when they bought it. So um, let's do that first. Our brewery here in Cincinnati, and I had one of my most sort of magical, rewarding moments that you live for because when I started Sam Adams, my dad, who'd been a brewmaster, didn't want me to do it because his experience being a brewmaster is the big guys put you out of business. And I was trying to explain to him, I'm doing something different. I'm making really, really high-quality beer, Dad. And he finally came around and began to believe in what I was doing. But the real sort of validation as the son of a brewmaster and the grandson of a brewmaster was after we bought our brewery here in Cincinnati, we walked around the brewery, and he was remembering when he worked there, and this piece of equipment, and that piece of equipment, he'd tell me, this is really good, this is a piece of crap. And then, like halfway through it, it dawned on him, we owned it. And he said, wait a minute, Jim, we own this, don't we? I says, yes, Dad, I bought it. And it was like being the butler's son and buying the mansion. And you can't have those kinds of moments uh, in your family relationships and the brewing history. It all just came together in that moment. Well, you're right. We own it. So, look, I, I know that... Everybody has a lot of different opinions about who Sam Adams is as a company, who Jim Cook is as a person, all of this. But when you get these chances like this to hear this little glimpse into him as an actual person and him as a business owner and him as a son, and you get like this, 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 this picture of an honesty behind all of the all of the the big kind of claims, the big the hoopla, the the fun marketing slogans and stuff that the company has, like it's it's all like it's very real and it's very uh, believable and 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 I I trust that this is not all bullshit that is created by some um, marketing company to uh, further promote Sam Adams in the craft beer marketplace. Like it, it does, it makes sense to me and it feels right. So, um, you get that, that kind of hint and, um, that, that little piece of his personality at the same time, there's this whole other side of his personality with the, the beer that again, I could definitely get behind, which, um, you'll hear in this, this next clip where he talks kind of about, uh, what, what beer means and the whole, the whole, I guess the whole point of it all. So, um, here, listen to this. <laughs> Well, and it's more than just Sam Adams. This is what beer is about. Beer has this unique ability to chill people out and to bring them together and to enjoy each other's company. And that's the essence of brewing is all being human together, bonded in beer. I hope that if you get anything out of listening to this abbreviated, awkward, uh, solo show in the basement, um, it will be that 
uh, Sam Adams is is a, probably a little bit more than what you uh, thought they were, I guess. And um, maybe I'm full of shit, which I, we all know that I'm a little bit full of shit, but um, I'm not when I tell you that I'm actually excited and eager about all of these breweries that are happening here in Cincinnati. Like I really do love all of these places and that includes Sam Adams 100%. So, you know, that's the, the big piece of this show is just to kind of talk a little bit about that tap room. Um, as far as the experience itself, you, you should probably go there and, and figure it out of what it's like, but, um, it's definitely very industrial, but they've added a lot of touches that kind of give it more of that, uh, that warmth that, um, he was talking about, um, when he was talking about the Gamutlakite. Um, there's fireplace, there's, uh, lots of barrels around, lots of warm colors and, um, wood accents and stuff to, to, to kind of warm it up and make it feel like a little more comforting of a space than just an empty blank, uh, warehouse space that, uh, we all expect from our breweries, but, um, sorry, I'm cracking open another beer since, um, this is taking way longer. To, so a little bit behind the scenes when I'm recording this, I'm putting in sound clips as I'm recording it. So every time I put in a sound clip, I'm taking a break from talking. And so there's a, a bigger delay than what you're experiencing. So I've gone through a couple beers. <laughs> so sorry. Um, found this one in the back of the fridge and it's probably a little older than it should be. So, um, Tony from Dogberry, if you're listening to this and you hear that I'm drinking Zestic from the last release, please don't get angry because I think that was probably about six months ago. So this is a six month old, um, IPA. I believe he marketed it as an IPA. Let me look. Uh, yes. Zestic IPA. Um, so it's Citra hops. Uh, the, the, the malt bill, I believe is Maris Otter and a little bit of rye malt, uh, just a big, super traditional single hop IPA. It looks a little bit uh, brighter and clearer than it was before. Obviously, I'm actually kind of wish I had an extra glass with. Oh, this is the magic of podcasting. I can clap my hands, and in that time, I've gone and gotten a tasting glass and brought it back. So now I can kind of stir the rest of what's in this can up a little bit and see if there's some stuff that's settled out just out of curiosity on my part. Or if it's just clearer than I remember. Let's see. Uh, yeah, there's a little bit that happened there as far as settling, but not too much. Um, so maybe I just remember this a little different than um, it actually is. So the, uh, the, the I think I'm supposed to call it the nose of the beers, the uh, professional way. Um, I, you can smell it as soon as you crack the can open, even with it being six months old. It's that super, uh, tropical fruit. Um, it's loaded with citra hops. So you guys know what citra hops smell like. Um, they smell trendy, I think is what <laughs> some of you would say. I definitely get a lot more of the, uh, the rye and the aroma now than when it was fresh, but, um, this is still way more tropical than way more hoppy, I guess, in the aroma than I would guess it to be from six months ago. Oh yeah. It's still killer. Um, it, it doesn't have the, uh, the hop bite that it used to, but my God, that's good. That, 
is it's a completely different beer, but it's a completely different, really delicious beer too. Um, if you see any of, well, I, I shouldn't say if you see any of the sitting around shelves, cause rumor is it's being released again soon. But, uh, I mean, grab an extra six pack and stash it away in the back of your fridge for six months because damn, that's good. <laughs> um, I will definitely be shooting, um, an email or a text message off to Tony to congratulate him on creating a great six month old beer because damn, uh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, so Dogberry up in Westchester, their Zestic IPA, uh, drink it fresh and maybe drink it not so fresh because either way it's a, it's a fantastic beer. So I was going to wrap up the show today talking a little bit about uh, dark charge and about the dark charge release that's coming up in, um, like a less than a little bit less than a week from when you're listening to this, it's happening this weekend, um, at Braxton. Uh, if you haven't been go, what I think I'm going to do instead of digging in too much into it is I'm just going to do a, a show from dark charge day. So I'm going to bring a very small setup. Hopefully I'll figure this out and I'm just going to set up while we're in line doing the, uh, the bottle share thing and I'm going to record some stuff and then I'm going to, get some uh, interviews with some other people uh, before I get too slurry and uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a show why not it's uh it's the internet we can do what we want right so I'm not gonna go into much about dark charge today if you don't know what I'm talking about jump onto the website the gnarly uh, probably the post right before this or maybe two before this if I actually get a couple things done this weekend that I'm hoping to um is kind of a breakdown of what the release is all about, um, the beers, the variants, all that stuff. And um, it should all be really delicious. And uh, uh, you can get down there and hopefully buy your full allotment and get a whole bunch of bottles. You can drink fresh, stash away in your uh, your beer cellar, under your stairs, or in your hall closet, or wherever you keep your, your, your beer cellar. But um, Dark Charge is one of my favorite beers in the city, and uh, I cannot wait to uh, to get down there for for this big day <clears throat> it's not just about the one beer there's there's tons of other stuff on tap and live music and food and all kinds of shit you can definitely uh, jump on to um, braxton set up a website just for dark charge that i'm going to try to look up as i'm talking um even though <laughs> i can edit this this is this is it's an easy website it's darkchargeday.com um I still get in this this live to tape kind of mindset where um, instead of just stopping the recording and then looking it up, I still have to like go and try to pretend that I'm uh, I know it off the top of my head. Whatever, or don't judge me. Um, so half hour ish for a show. Uh, it's a little bit shorter, uh, same as the uh, the last short show. But I got a couple people that said they liked it, so we'll try it this time too. And uh, if it pisses you guys off and you want another longer show. Uh, stay tuned because it's coming. Also important to, to mention for those of you who have been listening closely, uh, there's a new show in the works as of right now. It looks like we are looking at an early January, uh, kickoff for that. So drinking with the gnome is actually going to happen. Uh, it's probably going to be shorter shows kind of like this one that you're listening to. And we're going to dive into, wine and spirits a little bit and drinking culture in Cincinnati and a trivia game and some jumping around to different locations around. It's going to be fun. So uh, keep an eye out for that. I will definitely tell you when it comes up, you can find information about it. Probably I'll put something out on the gnarly 
or cincybrewcast.com. And the new website is drinkingwiththegnome.com. But right now it's still kind of being pieced together. So don't get too excited that there's a website that um, is there because it's kind of a crappy website right now. New branding is on the way, all of that stuff. It uh, It's going to be way better by the time it's an actual thing. So please, 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 please stay tuned for that. And when it does happen, tell all your friends and uh, do all the stuff that I'm going to tell you to do for Cincy Brewcast here in a second. Um, so the show right now is not sponsored. So if you have a business or you know of a business that likes Cincinnati craft beer and the community around that, uh, feel free to reach out, contact me, cincybrewcast at gmail.com, and uh, we can start a little chat. I don't necessarily advertise the same way everybody else, or allow advertisements the same way everybody else does, so keep that in mind. You know, Keep an open mind, and don't be uh, upset if I tell you you're not a fit for what this show kind of is or what the uh, advertising structure of the show is. So. Now, if you want to advertise, though, please reach out to me and I. we can definitely talk. And uh, subscribe. Tell all your friends about the show. Listen to the show. Listen to the show many times. Keep downloading and listening all you want. And go back and listen to the back catalog. We've got a crap ton of shows that we've done over the years. And uh, some of them are good. Some of them are chaotic. Some of them are terrible. But that's what makes it fun. So, as always, thank you for listening. I'm the Gnarly Gnome. This is Scentsy Brewcast, the voice of Scentsy Craft. We'll be back next week. We are going to talk uh, Dark Charge, do some fun interviews. Um, We'll probably get some familiar people on, maybe some not-so-familiar people on, and talk about some fun things that are happening in the city. Uh, Thanks for listening. Scentsy Brewcast. Brewcast.